Hello, Hello, and welcome to If It's Gay We Play. Uh, welcome to If It's Gay We Play. It's a podcast. Where we uh, have a field-recorded sequel episode, so to if you our... can tell that there is uh, an auditory difference in your ear. <laughs> That's where audio differences <laughs> That's happen. That's where audio differences are picked up. It's... That's what's happening. Yeah, we Aaron's out of town at a straight wedding. And... Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. That's unfortunate. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I knew he was at a wedding, but it's a straight wedding. I uh, And I think we should stop saying, like, weddings and gay weddings. There's straight weddings and weddings. Um, you can't just... That's yes, reverse can. discrimination. <laughs> reverse discrimination isn't real, Kai. Also, see that teacup that's right behind you? Uh-huh. The blue, little blue like one? Yeah, I just noticed that. Yeah, I thought you knew that. I thought that's why you bought it. No, I just liked the colors. I said looks like a vagina over my shoulder, but it looks like a vagina. It looks like a Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hey, guess what? It looks like a vagina. Um, my name is the, Kai. The closer you get to the mic, the better it sounds. I use they, them, theirs pronouns. We're just going to lady and tramp the tramp. No, we're not. We're not doing this. It's uh, a troll doll situation. Yeah, uh, my name is Hannah. I use she, her, hers pronouns, but it's a lot clearer when I'm this close to the mic. Okay, well, all right. Um, lean in to talk is all I'll, I'm saying. I'll lean in to talk, sure. Do you have any uh, call-out corners from last episode? No, I can't remember anything. Um, we had a very we had a very serious discussion that a lot of it was, I think, opinion-based, um, or at least perspective-based. Yes. Yeah, what did... <laughs> What did we talk about? We talked about we talked about uh, misgendering and oh right like yeah yeah a lot of stuff about yeah uh, I mean it was non cis existence lived, it was mostly lived, lived experience based yeah which wow. is not that was which good. is not opinion per se but it's two like two bros recording a podcast I have opinions two about my feet lived away because they are gay um yeah we're 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 getting very close here in this uh in this call out corner yeah I didn't really Together. have anything to call out I in full honesty I've also not listened. To the episode. That's unfortunate. It was a very good episode. I um, believe it. I'll do it at some point. No, I, just I know have this. I know this. Uh, Hannah, what are you? Uh, what are you playing right now? I'm playing the be really hungover game, and I'm losing. I see. But I don't think there's a way to win that. Are you game. playing any video games? We're I feel like I've seen you play like a lot of video I games. Jumped kind of right into the what am I playing? I didn't get a chance to talk about how hungover I am. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't um, get a chance to talk about that. Your favorite subject. I today. guess we'll talk about when we get to the gayest thing I've done this week. So yeah, it's probably that. Um, I am playing Bayonetta primarily, uh, which is a fascinating game. I never finished it the first time I played it, so this is the first time. I've gotten so far the farthest I've ever gotten in it, which is still, I don't think, that far. Sure. Um, and uh, I'm at the part where there's the kid shows up. Bayonetta maybe has a kid. It's really unclear what's going on with the kid. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I'm sure other people have played the game and know the plot of yeah, Bayonetta. I have not played the game, the quote so unquote no plot of Bayonetta. Um, but it's buck wild several things have happened recently where as they're happening on screen i out loud have been like what the fuck is going on um and i like that very much my ps4 arrived in the mail Mm -hmm. um set it up spent my money on my Mm -hmm. ps gold subscription lots of money you spent yeah well there's several here's my several uh upfront complaints about sony and the way they made this system is that A, you have to pay for a whole year of your subscription up front, whereas like Xbox Live Gold is just, it bills me monthly, which is a lot easier for me to do. Oh, I do mine yearly. Oh, I do mine monthly Mm because it's way easier for me to do. But uh, 
PS Gold or whatever, I think it ends up being less money, but you do have to pay it all up front. And then also, you have to do, it's that bullshit thing where instead of just being able to buy it like normal, you have to like add funds to your account. Sure, sure. Um, I thought there was a monthly option for the PlayStation subscription. I thought I saw that. Not on there. Mm. There was three months or there was a year. Oh. Um, but it was more expensive to buy three months over time. You yeah, know what I mean? That makes sense, yeah. Um, and, but you had to like add funds to, to your, your wallet, wallet. Yeah, to yeah. buy it, but you... It costs, you could either add like $60 or fill the wallet to $175, but the subscription cost more than $60 because there was tax. So I had to add $175 to my wallet. I just feel like there had to have been a way that you didn't have to There do wasn't. That. There was $60 or there was fill your wallet were the options. Maybe online or something, like on the computer? Maybe, but I also believe that they are just trying to shark you. Oh, no, I'm sure they're trying to shark things you. Things do that. It's like when you go to a fucking festival and you can't buy like an even, like a sensible number of drink tickets. You like have to buy too many so that they mm-hmm. can make money off of you. Oh, sure, that yeah. kind of situation. It's right every year. Um, yeah. Um, so that's that, but I have it now. Yeah. What are you looking at? I'm just wondering if you've always had that little freckle on your finger. What freckle? On your... Oh, yeah. For a while, at least. It's cool. Thanks, man. <laughs> are you high? No. Are I you just, sure? I'm positive. Because before we started recording this podcast, I was changing the batteries in this recording device, and Kai held up a battery and was like, isn't it crazy? <laughs> Okay, I did not have There's the high like, voice on. No, the but the thing—the thing you were saying was very high. It's—it's it's cool that little batteries have a lot of power in them. Is all. It's yeah. Listen, I do I not have believe. to be high to find the miraculous in the in the ordinary. <laughs> fucking batteries, how do they work? Fucking freckles, why are they on your finger? I don't know. There's the sun? A, a juggalo came into uh, uh, my place of employ the oh, other geez. day. Oh boy, he's fine. Juggalos are fine. Oh, I know. I was just surprised. Oh, yeah, there's Juggalo there. Whatever. Um, and that's a controversial opinion. Juggalos are generally fine, but they are, most Juggalos are pretty nice. Because it's all like Juggalo family, and being not nice is like not part of the dark carnival or whatever. Like, being nice is like part of. You're a little suspiciously familiar with Juggalos. I've done a lot of research into Juggalos because I want to know what they're about. I've, like, read articles about, like, people have been like, I'm going to the Gathering of the Juggalos. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, th- sure. I find it fascinating. No, it's very interesting. Juggalo, I very much actually am in support of the way Juggalos settle conflicts, which was Juggalo Court. I love that. It's I just prefer a, that to It's cops. a people's court. Once that's a year, great. you go to Juggalo Court, and you fight it out in some silly way, and then that's how they just settle disputes. Oh, I love that. Yeah, at the Gathering, they have Juggalo Court. So if you have a beef with somebody in the Juggalo family, you take it to the Gathering, and then you go to Juggalo Court, and I think there is a physical combat aspect, but I'm sure it's like chill. Well, rock I mean, there's and no murder. boppers. Yeah, um, yeah, because they generally don't murder because yeah. they're not a gang. No, um, but like, and then you said that's how you settle your, and like the Juggalo Court judges your conflict. Basically, it's cool. I would like there to be a queer court equivalent. Yeah, because that's I think what that's I'm, yeah. a much healthier way for us to resolve our differences than um, yelling on the internet. Oh, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Been yelling on the internet. Been yelling on the internet. Yeah, the Juggalos are not big on yelling at the internet. That's um, well. Uh, but, yeah, this Juggalo was in uh, our business and uh, when I was working with Amanda. And 
This lady came up and wanted us to kick the guy out, literally, like, oh. just because he was a juggler. Was he wearing the paint, the face paint? No, they don't wear the face paint, like, every day. They only I know, wear it I to concerts. I know, I was just how she knew that he was a juggalo and wanted him kicked out. I don't think she said he's a juggalo. Oh. I think she just thought he was scuzzy, and he was. He was a juggalo. Sure. Um, but he was, he was wearing all the hat, all the things that they wear. But they yeah, don't. Yeah. They only wear the face paint to, like, shows. They don't wear the face paint every day. I see. Um, come on, Kai. I just wanted to know how she knew he was a juggalo. And was oh, juggalos are always wearing. Again, I don't think she was specifically complaining okay, that he that was a juggalo. She they're just wearing he was little, just a little. Uh, he was wearing his hatchet man. man. Uh, hatchet it's man. called hatchet man. He was wearing his hatchet man and his fucking. I don't think it was an IZB shirt. It was like a, a cotton mouth. It was like one of the psychopath whatever. One of the bands they're allowed to listen to. It was one of those shirts. Uh-huh. Um, it was just he looked like a juggalo. Sure. Um, that she just wanted us to kick him out because he was, like, scuzzy looking and smelled kind of weird. But we were like, no. I think, like, no, we're not going to kick people out for that. Like, you're an and uppity white bitch. the crowd at Stella's would have to leave. Yeah, including like. Including some of the employees. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, we were like, I mean, we didn't say this, but I'm like, your uppity white ass can leave. Like, Juggalo's not bothering anybody. And yeah. then he came up, went along, he liked my Marceline tattoo. We had a long conversation about geek culture. That's delightful. I like anyone that likes your Marceline tattoo. Almost anyone that likes your Marceline tattoo. Yeah, a lot of people like my Marceline tattoo. That's, I I wouldn't uh, go put that. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't say that. Okay, I won't. (laughs) Just because, I don't know. No, that's fair. I don't want to, I don't want to risk that. I don't want to risk that. You're totally right. Um, I don't remember uh, why I started talking about I don't remember that either. That was quite a tangent. It's, um, whoop whoop, I guess. Um. Do you have anything you want to ask me? I don't know. What are you playing right now, Kai? Um, I have gotten further into Persona, and then I realized I fucked myself over in my first playthrough and did a bad job of keeping up with my jobs, so I'm going to start over on the PS4 now that we have it. Um, I had already defeated the, uh, the second dungeon boss person, uh, and you know, I just... Yeah, you put like 20 to 30 hours into it. I put 30 hours it, into that. That's and you're the thing about Persona is you have... It's if you're so you, easy to mess up. I was gonna say, if you're you, you have to start it's not over just a million me. times. In other Persona games, if you if you don't finish like all of your um, oh gosh, all of your relationships and like fill up your your like heart meters with all those people or whatever, you 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 don't beat the game correctly. Like you lose the end of the game. Like yeah. Persona is incredibly punishing for doing even the smallest thing incorrectly. That's why most of the walkthroughs, they give you day-by-day guides of what you have to do on a certain day in order to complete the game correctly and therefore beat the game. That sounds terrible. I know. I know that you wouldn't like to play Persona. That's why I kept telling you. I told you this like 30 times like to because I don't think you'd like Persona based on that. You didn't say I did say that. that. I did say that. You said you that. weren't sure if I'd like it. I Well, you're right. I I'm said still going to play sure. it because okay. it's a good game. It is a good game. It's and just I that know it's what it's very like. punishing. If, right. If I also don't care if I lose the game. Well, I do. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're uh, you and you have to be a completionist about video you games. You have to beat the game if you're going to play the game. No, you don't. I know you don't, but like I'm, I haven't beaten all games. But if I really I like a game, I like to beat the game. Yeah, but you also look up Mass Effect decisions before you make them, even in Andromeda where the decisions don't matter yeah, at all. because I want to know what happens. Right. I like to live my life like you just again, that is very psychologically interesting in your fear of the unknown and change and failure because i just like i'm gonna make my decision and then see what the consequences are 
You I want to so know. Fed up with me right now. I want to know what the story is. I want to experience the story was the way it was meant to be told. I don't want to. You don't. Do you look up the endings to books before you read no. them? No. Do you look up the endings to movies before you see them? It depends on the movie. If there's maybe gonna be like a dog that dies or well, there's uh, a whole website for just. I know when I go to that, die. I don't look up the endings. Yeah, to that's movies. no, that's different. Um, I will only look up, like I'll read articles about queer movies to see if they yes, die because I have I no interest that. in seeing them if they that. die. Um, for mass- that's what I'm saying. For Persona, I'm not as worried about it because I don't. I just want to play the game and then see what happens. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna look everything up. Two equally valid. Why would they have all of the walkthroughs and all of the answers if other people were not like me? I didn't say other people weren't like you. You just you're acting. You're acting. Like I said I'm if doing you're you. Wrong. I didn't say that. We just. <laughs> we did not say that. <laughs> all right. Fuck you. Okay. So uh, I'm also playing The Sims 4, and that's something oh, yeah. that we're going to be talking about. Oh, yeah, that's what we're going to actually um, talk about. We'll get today. to that. Uh, Hi, so, Tori. Hannah. Yes, Kai. What was the gayest thing you've done this week? I was in uh, Shakespeare's Hi, Torby, um, Henry IV yesterday. Mm-hmm. King Henry IV, part one. Uh, it was my very first time on stage with the Shakespeare crew. Um, I'm proud of myself. I feel like I did a pretty good job especially for my first show. Um, and it was really fun, and it felt really good, and it was a really good cr- crew and family, and we crafted all afternoon yesterday to make this, like, sick armor that everybody was wearing. Yeah, it was really cool. It's very, like, Mad Max-style wasteland aesthetic, which I'm not entirely sure why uh, that was the design really choice, cool. but it looked really cool. Um, and uh, I got very drunk because I did this thing... We, like, drink during the show, obviously. And I, the, like, adrenaline of the thing, the, like, stage adrenaline, uh, meant that I didn't really feel how much I was drinking. And I probably didn't drink that much. I'm just a lightweight. Um, until the end. And then when the, that, like, your performing adrenaline was gone, I, it sort of, like, I went to the bathroom. And you never really know how drunk you are until you're in a bathroom alone. Yes. Um, and I sat down and I was like, oh, no. I've made a mistake. Oh, jeez. I'm very drunk. Uh, but then we went back to uh, one of the cast members' really cool house. With a really cool cat. With a really cool cat named Pippin. Um, and some really drunk, some hippies come and hang out with us, which was not ideal, but their dogs were cool. And one of the hippies was so obliterated, it made me feel sober. Um, like, I thought I was very, very drunk. And then I saw this one hippie, and I was like, oh, I'm doing fine. Like, in this moment and also in general. Um, just in life? Just in life. Oh, jeez, Hannah. Hannah does not... Um, you know how I feel about hippies. Like hippies? No, I don't. Do you want to Do you wanna explain that a little bit? Unpack that? I think they're that? full of fucking shit. I think they're some of the worst kind of people. People who, like, pretend to be all enlightened and, like, woke and cool, but then, like, don't actually give a shit about anybody but themselves and think doing drugs gives them an interesting personality. Now, I personally don't paint all hippies with that brush and don't right. think that all hippies are that way. I'm not saying they However, are. I'm I respect saying. your I respect your opinion. So I have yet to meet a hippie. Well, that's not true. That's I know exactly one hippie that's not like that. All right, Hannah. And it's well, from Taylor, and she lives in the woods. Taylor is wonderful. Um, just so you know. And I, she's I, my cultural liaison to the hippies. I'll ask her things. I'll be like, Taylor... Why do you people like slacklining so much? I support I support any hippie and listeners. And the answer is marijuana. We. I support we marijuana. Su- 
Yeah, I know. I yeah. All right. That okay. wasn't anti marijuana. That no, wasn't sure, a judgmental sure. statement. It's just like that's why hippies like slacklining. I guess it's I, because it's fun to do so while you're do high. So you think I'll like slacklining? Uh, no. Oh, why? Because your balance is not necessarily your strong. My suit. balance is actually quite good. Okay. I rollerblade. I don't fall. That's true. I'm doing great. That's true. Give me a break. Okay. Ask me a question. <laughs> Um, Kai, what's the gayest thing you've done this week? I would have to say, uh, I had a very sudden, like, surge of inspiration. Because I've been, uh, still not able to drive, so I've been very, um, stuck in my house, uh, by myself for hours at a time. And in order to prevent the on onset of severe depression and frustration, uh, I've been watching a lot of things. Um, and I recently remembered Sabrina the Teenage Witch, just conceptually I remember yeah, yeah, that yeah. it sure, existed sure, sure, sure. Um, and I also remembered that at my parents house I had uh, the entire I think seven seasons on DVD and I made my mom bring them to me and I've been making my way steadily through them and uh, my my current opinion is that um, season one is probably the best season of Sabrina the Teenage Witch that there is out of the two uh, that you've watched out of the two that I've watched again um Season two gets pretty good, gets pretty good. But, like, the thing about Sabrina, which is why it's the gayest thing I've done this week, is that it is incredibly campy as a 90s sitcom. Oh, yeah. Like, it it features uh, uh, an alternative family life. It features, yeah, like, it's playing a with... young witch who lives with her two aunts. Who are sisters who are related? Well, <laughs> in the way, is it, they are... Like in the American dub of Sailor Moon, they said that now, the yeah, lesbians I have no were cousins. Guarantees. Uh, they they do act like sisters, but also sometimes older lesbians who have been together for many six hundred or so years yeah. do fight like family. Um, yeah. So Dude, they're all anyway, witches. No, they're all this. witches. Um, and That's there's the a talking cat, and you know the the the, the closet very is the queer. other realm. Yeah, very queer coded um, talking cat, and yeah, you enter the other realm, so extra the magic realm through and, the closet. And uh, the dude who played Larry, what's his face in um, But I'm a Cheerleader, is in it. His, um, also has a minor role also in this show. Also has a minor role in this show. I I find it delightful. Um, there's some stuff that's like. Not excellent. There's well, yeah, some cultural sure. appropriation, which is just not cool. But no. yeah, it's it's. Can you hand me my kombucha? I will. It's a product of its time. It's a product of its time, which is obviously not, not an excuse. excuse. But it's also like if it was made now, who knows? If it was made now, though, I think uh, from what I've read, Melissa Joan Hart is kind of a right wing, not a total right wing nut job, but she like campaigned for Gary Johnson, which also means she's not very bright. And I won't apologize for that statement because if you voted for Gary Johnson, fuck you. All right. If you uh, voted for Gary Johnson, you voted for Trump. So. Well, anyway. Uh, hot takes. It's not hot, that hot of a no, take. No, it's not that hot of a take. Um, I read an interview with her because I was curious about what um, what people's opinions about Sabrina the Teenage Witch being queer coded were, um, and Melissa Jen Hart said in an interview. I guess that's something you could read into it. That wasn't our intention, but I guess that's an interpretation that you could have. And I was like. Seems chill. Well, okay, I'll that take seems, it. Uh, yeah, that, that seems, seems pretty fine. chill. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty like, much like par for the course. Yeah, I mean that's that's very chill. It's not like fuck you. It's not gay. It's like yeah, Tori, She'll don't be. you fucking dare. She's, She's looking fine. at the flowers. She was looking at the flowers on top of that bookshelf. She'll be fine. I'll catch her if she does it. Don't look at me like that. I didn't jump on top of the bookshelf and eat any flowers. 
Yet. Yet. Not not yet. Um. So this is probably a good way to get into our main segment, yeah, huh? Yeah. Hey, guess what? Our podcast is about video games. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. It's uh, maybe we should expand it to video games and pop culture. Honestly, I mean, it at is. This point. Yeah, it kind of is. It's about um, video games. We use we use video games as a, as a jumping off point to talk about these concepts. No, it's true. Uh, um, conceptually and in pop culture, and you know, it's whatever. We're doing we're doing our culture. A we're podcast. doing we're doing our best. Um. So listen, we're doing listen. Something that... We're doing our best. So our, our, our wonderful friend Charles, hi Charles. Um, hi Charles. Introduced me to a YouTube channel called the the Idea Channel from PBS. Um, it no longer exists. However, there's hundreds of like videos yeah, that they're are They're no longer available. making new episodes. They're no longer making new episodes, yes. Um, you didn't have to like exists. plumb the deep web no, to no. find <laughs> the code of the lost copies. You don't know what I've been up to mm. this week. Um, That's true. Thank you. So anyway, I was watching this video and I learned that um, I had already known that The Sims 4 had like more uh, inclusive gender options for for The Sims um, based on a somewhat recent update, but I hadn't really seen anything about it after that and hadn't really done any more research into it despite owning The Sims 4 and being a pretty big fan of The Sims over the past couple of years. Like we've even talked about mm-hmm. The Sims in the podcast previously but i don't think we ever um i had not played the sims 4 since and there is uh an idea channel video that talks about um this this concept uh but to to my knowledge i don't know that the person who runs the idea channel is uh specifically a queer theorist i know that he studies a lot of critical theory and that's where he gets a lot of his inspiration for overanalyzing pop culture from but he talks about um, Judith Butler's concepts of gender in relation to The Sims 4, and that really uh, gathered my attention, garnered my attention. Can I interrupt you to ask you a question? Yeah, you're looking at my head funny. Why are your glasses slightly yellow-tinted? Um, there's, they have some sort of, like, UV protection or something. They have something that makes it better to drive at night, like the... The, yeah. Yeah. Because um, it makes you just that line of your face. It makes you, the skin around your eyes look jaundice. You know, I was hoping that you were staring at me because you were paying attention to what I was saying. I was also paying attention to what you were saying. The Sims 4 is talking about Judith Butler's concept of gender in relation to The Sims 4. Yeah. I also do have to poop, so I'm going <laughs> to pause. Do you want to pause? I'm not going to pause the recording because I don't know how to do that effectively. Okay. But uh, we're just going to, I'm just going to go. And I'll come <laughs> okay. Back. I'll All have right. Aaron edit this out. Will we? Um, you can keep no, I'm planning on it. So basically, I was watching. I was watching this video on the Idea well, Channel. Have you already told me this information? No. Okay. Well, because I want to be part of this. Discussion. Okay, so I'll just wait then. Yes. How was it? Um. <laughs> fine. Okay. I guess. And we're back. And we're back. You know what thought I had in the bathroom? That doesn't, I just, uh, you know how sometimes, like, men especially will do that thing where, like, you'll tell them something and they act like you're asking them a favor question? I do that. What do you mean? Explain what you mean. Like, if I was, like, uh, like, when we were doing genderfuck. And I went up to that guy and I was like, hey, just, you know, who's like recording the podcast. And I was like, we have the space at eight. And he was like, oh, well, we might be done at 815. I'm like, well, I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. 
Oh, right, right. We have I the don't space at eight. You don't do that. I thought you meant like if you were to say, gosh, I wish our bookshelf was fixed. Yeah, you would be like, oh, I'll call somebody to fix the bookshelf. And yeah. I'm like, nope, I was just expressing a yeah. thought. No, that's, yeah, that's, that's not a what different I was thing. About. Okay, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that um, was just, that's just what you came to the podcast with today? No, I'm, I was just thinking about that while I was pooping. Cool. Oh, God, I don't know if we can talk about poop on the podcast. We already have. Oh, fuck. I guess we have. You have we talked multiple about times. Last Field Recorder episode, we did talk about poop. We did. What did we talk about? We talked about uh, if you shit your pants. As we... What was the last time you shit your pants? Yeah. Don't you remember that? Vaguely. All right. Well. Anyway. Can I? Aaron, you can take that or leave that. Um, leave it, I guess. <laughs> so I, I was talking about the Idea Channel episode where. Um, I, Idea Judith Channel. Butler. Yeah, where they talked about uh, The Sims 4. Um, <sighs> and it also investigates like. So this was, this was many years ago that this happened, this update happened, basically, hmm. which is kind of funny that I never did anything about it at that time. Yeah. Um, I How many years ago is many years ago? It was 2015. Oh, that's, yeah, okay. Which is, which is like a solid amount of years ago. Um, and I think that, like, I think it was 2015. I mean, you could just Google it. You don't have to rewatch the video. I'm not trying to rewatch the video. Uh, Sims 4. Gender update. 2016. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I think the, the video sequel was made made in the future. Um, what? Later from 2015. Yes, it was made in 2016. Okay, so I'm not as far off as I thought. Yeah, I was like, do you find that they went? No, I'm not implying that they went to the future. Made a video about a Sims 4 update that didn't exist yet? So basically the idea is that the um, that the interesting thing about the gender customization options is it goes through um, several, like it gives you several different options. So you can choose uh, male or female sim, right? Which is what the normal, the normal like sims options for gender are. Mm, but the then, like binary options. Yeah, but then there's also... Um, you can click on a little. Oh, get your uh, phone away from the microphone. You can click on a little um, ellipsis under under those two. Then it takes you to custom gender settings, and you choose uh, physical frame, clothing preference, um, whether you can get pregnant, your sim can get pregnant, or can get other sims pregnant. <laughs> I know that you <laughs> meant you were like correcting yourself by your sim, like whether your sim can get pregnant or not. But what it sounded like is you were listing whether you, the human playing this, can get pregnant. I realize Whether that. your sim can get pregnant <laughs> or not. You know, I wish that the sims let me choose if I could get pregnant or not. And um, can this sim use the toilet while standing? So uh, some of these Anybody options... can use the toilet while standing. <laughs> not everyone should. Or sitting. Yeah, I mean, I've used a lot of quote-unquote men's bathrooms in my life, and there are a lot of people who should be legally banned from using public restrooms. I have the option to pee while standing up, but most of the time I will pee while sitting down. It's really? just a much yeah. Like out in the world, though, not you out usually in the world necessarily because it's much faster. But in, in a in a home situation, oh, it's yeah. a much more pleasant experience it's to just sit on your phone, yeah. like hang out. So, but the two options for physical frame again, still two options, which is not ideal. Um, are masculine and feminine. So the difference is not like this is a man's frame. It says this is a more masculine frame, uh, presentation-wise. Um, the, 
the thing about this that is pointed out on the idea channel and this is what really like caught my attention is the the fact that this is based on a lot of like our current conceptions of gender are who does that really the, mean? yeah a, some sure. of the like some more, commonly accepted some commonly accept, accepted uh, notions of gender in a little bit more of a simplistic sense as kind of created by Judith Butler, uh, originally in Gender Trouble from 1990. I'm going to be reading a little bit out of my uh, thesis to talk about Butler's conceptions Uh of gender. So so get ready. Um, Fancy-ass academic queer. Yeah. So, So basically, Judith Butler says that um, both sex and gender are social constructions okay this i want to i want to reiterate a lot of the time when people talk about the performative aspects of gender and if this and this is a social construction a lot of the time the real life consequences and feelings associated with these things like the real life notions of these things are erased from the conversation and that's why people think academics have their heads up their asses and are completely ignorant about life they generally do. Um, they which are. we do and we are um but i'm I not i say they we do and we are <laughs> yeah sometimes. come on although i'm not i'm not a queer theorist so and that's my head of my, my ass thing. academia is just in different avenues yeah i mean i try i try really hard to marry my experience as a queer person with my queer academia but it's the only marriage you believe in thank you yes um <laughs> that's that's a good joke uh-huh, so it's also true butler says that oh so basically like Social construction does not mean that it's not real. Right. That just means that there's no biological, like scientific, scientific. It's based on nothing except like societal agreement. Yeah. Or not even agreement, but like conditioning. Yeah. Conditioning, basically. Hegemonic agreement. There's no real biological difference between the binary sexes. Right. I do not think, based on all of my knowledge, um, which like is even the notion, very small. Uh, may, even the notion of like, you know, men have chromosomes su- such whatever. and such chromosomes and women have That's such outdated. and such chromosomes. It's incredibly outdated and people we have all sorts know. of chrom- chromosomes yeah. and we don't know. Yeah, exactly. And, unless, unless you get a very, very expensive like, panel. Um, so these are not like biological irrefutable differences. These are things that we have put onto certain bodies that look certain ways like enough times or in a certain context that we've decided that these two categories, male and female, men and women, exist. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's socially created. However, the the feelings that like trans people and like non-cis people and cis people even, like who have thought about their gender as much as trans people have, which I don't know very many, um, ha- like the gender feelings that you have aren't false. And like trans people, your gender is not fake because the concept like the construction of gender because it's performative that does not mean that gender is fake right. performative is not equivalent to a performance performative implies that the way that gender is is constructed is due to both um like it builds off of previous actions of people with the same or similar genders to you and you seeing those or knowing about those or being familiar with those and reenacting them or taking them and doing something a little bit different with them and then other people seeing your actions and replicating that. So like gender is being created by all of us constantly by ourselves and everyone around us. Um, that's, we both laughed because that's a, that's a line from my show. Line from Kai's show. But 
it really is all of all of our actions do have gender associated with them regardless of how that feels and that sucks what like, is the gender of me taking a sip out of this bottle that is lesbian mm. you're right i know uh but here's here's the thing like we can that's not that's not inherently true and that's not how it feels like on the inside but right. you will be read as a certain gender by a right. lot of members of society by hegemonic society regardless of whether or not you want that yeah. to be true. Well, there's also a reason that like theory is called theory, you know what I mean? Because like um you don't know what I mean, but I'm going to explain. Um because I do know what you mean. <laughs> right, but like you the audience is also what I'm talking to. You might know. Just leave me alone. Okay. I'm doing my best. I know, I'm very proud of you. Um because it's not like in theory this is how it is but also like cons- consequentially in the real world there's how things operate like in theory i am an anarchist but i also understand how the world works and that we can't just have that you know what i mean like the end goal for me is like anarcho anarcho socialism um but that's not you you can't just it's like people and like i get it but i don't i don't agree with this people who like are anarchists who don't vote and that's fine but like you also live in the real world and not voting betrays an incredible amount of privilege and just like lack of awareness of how the fact of the matter is we don't live in a society where you can afford to not vote like if you want to complain about i don't know if you like want to be a political activist like the least you can do is vote I, I agree think. with you not, about not voting, but I think that the the idea of theory and, like, the definition of theory is making sense out of real world. Like, in its ideal form is making sense you know, out of real yeah, world occurrences. Totally, but I think I think what part of what we're talking about is that in this episode is that queer theory is sometimes very divested from the way that the world actually works. Sometimes, and, like, yeah. talking about gender and the, the, like, utopic idea of gender. I'm not saying that's what you're doing right now. I'm just saying talking about the, like, utopic idea of gender doesn't necessarily... The thing you said just doesn't mean anything. Utopic idea of gender doesn't mean anything. Well, it does, I think. Like, the idea of, like, this this notion that, like, gender doesn't exist and... Because it doesn't really, besides agreements. Outside, okay, outside of hypothetical. All right, yeah, yeah sure. that's what I'm saying, is, is this notion that... You just coined that... a new term just now. What? The utopic idea of gender. Yeah, don't fucking tell me it doesn't mean anything when well, I haven't had a chance to explain it. I'm excited. Go for explain it. myself. I don't just say things that don't mean anything. Sure. Um, but this notion that, like, in queer utopia, like, everybody just has an individualized gender and binary gender doesn't exist and what have you, and that people might not need to, like, identify as men or women in this utopic that's not real right sense. now. Right, but that's what I'm saying. But it can be realized that, through that's our the theory. It can thoughts. be realized through our actions and thoughts, but... I think sometimes queer academia, like, doesn't talk about the way that, like... Well, the whole notion we're, of... It, we still exist in the binary, yes. and we're trying to deconstruct it, and, like, on a micro scale, like, when we're just hanging out with our, our, you know, queer squad, we can live in a world where that doesn't exist, but in the day-to-day, like, we have to interact with the world, Yeah, you know? but queer academia does contextualize that, and that's the whole point of gender trouble. Not all of... of not sure not all of it but i i don't know all of queer academia but this specific gender trouble and judith butler's work does contextualize that within the world and like that's its whole purpose is revealing the fact that gender is a social construction and there is no such thing as the gender binary in 
irrefutable biological terms. Yeah. Like, just because of the fact that something is a social construction does not mean that it's false. Right. So, again, to, to go further into it, um, Butler discusses how gender is constructed through repeated individual performances of gendered behavior. And then that expands to a like societal level, and it solidifies the belief of gender as pre-existing within the self and others. And these acts do not begin in the self, but they're a continuation of the performative gesture that's been going on previous to you, the social construction of gender. So, like, the example that I used in, in the thesis was um, if I were to tell, like, a room full of theater students to, like, act like a man, they might all have different interpretations of what that means, but they would all have similar concepts that are, like, accepted in our society of what it means right. to be a like, man. So, I like, they like would take m- up more space. Yeah, or, like, or at the very least, they would, like, speak in a lower voice. Exactly, and those are all, uh, like... Things that are considered gendered yeah. acts, when in reality, having a lower voice or walking with a swagger or taking up more space, yeah, has nothing to do with your gender. Aren't aren't gendered acts alone outside of society? But there is no such thing as actions in a vacuum, which is right. exactly what you were saying. There yeah, is no exactly such thing as I'm actions saying. in a vacuum. Yeah, I mean, Thank it's you. just I, I I know I know. So <laughs> basically, snooty smick snoot <laughs> snoot. Listen. I'm just trying to uh, get into get into my, my thesis a little bit and get it out into the world is all I'm saying. So this repeated performance is cyclical, not only to entrench it in our bodies. That's very mean. Uh, I know. I don't. Yeah. To normalize this representation. I made a masturbation. But it uh, constructs a gendered reality for all of us. So when people like, um, oh gosh, what's her first name? I don't know. Uh, Julia Serrano who uh, wrote Whipping Girl and is an incredible trans, like, author and activist. I thought you were just um, going to say an incredible an trans. An incredible trans. Um, she talks about some of the results of Butler's work uh, and how it can be seen, like, from individuals who are kind of aware of this theory and who may or may not hold a trans identity, but who have probably taken, like, Intro to Gender Women's Studies 101 and just kind of see gender as... Um, uh, fiction because of the fact that it's called performative. Right, and again, um, not because it's a fiction doesn't make it invalid. Well, yeah, and it, I know I that's mean, what you're saying. I'm agreeing with. Yeah, you. she's saying it, it. Serrano says directly, um, it's easy to fictionalize an issue when you're not aware of the many ways that you're privileged by it. Mm-hmm. That's and kind think, of exactly what I'm. Yeah, what I was trying. And to I think at. that's an excellent quote, and I'm. That's why I brought it up because I think that sums up what you were feeling. Yeah, it's a yeah yeah. Um. I I believe all of this, and I exist in the world as a non-binary person who gets seen by society as, like, either a man or a woman, regardless of what I do or what I look like. I will be seen that way by a lot of people, unless they're, like, cool, yeah, you know? Yeah, unless they're queer and, and, not, and have d- done the, some of the deconstructing work of gendering strangers well yeah exactly so like we're not doing that this is all to say that a lot of exactly this is all to say that a lot of the the actions that that we do like if i were to pee standing up that would be seen as like a gendered action yeah it's like a masculine action yeah so what's what's really interesting about the direction that the sims went in is that these these like ways that you can customize your gender are not your sim feels this way or mm-hmm. like or like you can type in the gender identity for your sim or like 
I, I don't know what else it would necessarily be because our conceptions, or at least my conceptions, like as a queer theorist of gender in this context are uh, based on performative, like, sure. uh, repeated well, actions such as, like... All the things you mentioned. All the things I mentioned from The Sims, like, like being able to get pregnant and get others yeah, pregnant. That was kind of the only way to do it in the context of a video game because... It would be, like, if you just said, this is my Sims gender identity, then the game would have to figure out how to perform that and would inevitably be inaccurate. You know what I mean? Sure. So I feel like that, in the context of, like, this choice-based game, that was kind of the right way to go, I think. Because it it allows you to, like, because your Sim doesn't have independent thoughts or feelings. It's a machine. So you being able to say, this is how my Sim performs... And then you play as how your sim feels, you know, you know. So like, yeah, your sim performs this way, but then how what actions your sim takes from then on are based on player choice, essentially. Yeah, I mean, to to an extent, for sure, your sim has some like autonomy or like free will, right? And you the fact you that like choose desires, uh, desires or whatever yeah, for them. Yeah, whims but, is what yeah. they're called in the Sims for. Um, but you also get to like direct your sim where to go all the time it's just so interesting to me that i know it's lovely that the that gender is boiled down in the sims to four different like Mm -hmm. options you can have a masculine or feminine uh physical frame right which that is certainly problematic i mean the notion that there is a masculine or feminine physical frame is problematic the notion that but societally we think that there is one right Yes, I agree, but also it's it's like the rest of the categories they picked were sort of I think outside of like that's like the uh, the rest of the categories sort of refrain from assigning like masculine or feminine to them. See, now that's that's where I uh, have another example. So in The Sims Four, you can choose the way that your sim walks on average, hmm. like different like you know how gates. there's like gates, planes yeah. of movement. One of the options is a uh, feminine walk. Mm-hmm. And it's very... Um, Is that like how the Inquisitor walks in? Yeah, it's a little butt shake. It's like... And how Femhawk walks. It's like a mincing around. It's like... It's, yeah. It's, 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 it's quite uh, effeminate. Like, it's, yeah. it's very... Um, or what we see as effeminate. What we see... Yeah, sure. I mean, this is all um, also reliant on the fact that we are Americans. Like, gender oh, totally, means yeah. something different contextually, like, in all over the world. Um, so... We see that we see that walk as feminine. Also, yeah, it's true. Because um, I don't, yeah, we're, you, I know you're not saying this, but just make, like that walk is not inherently feminine. I can hear. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm the one listening to the audio. All right. Um, that walk is not inherently feminine. It's just Outside that of it, the societal lens. it's it's traditionally been associated with femininity. And that's the thing, though, because for whatever fucking reason, because the fact that like. All of these things are both social constructions, but also we feel them so deeply. Like, I, I, I wonder about this a lot myself. If I, I, I think that I would um, want to take uh, synthetic testosterone regardless of whether or not that would make me be seen in a different way by people around me just because of the way that it makes my brain feel. But I don't know um, if that's separated from mm-hmm. my like social conditioning. Yeah, like because you can't ever tell if something right. Is separated like who from knows your if your brain would have felt like I don't think gender. I think 
this is maybe controversial and you can tell me how you feel about it. I don't know. I think gender, gender dysphoria might be something that is societally created. I disagree. Okay. Because I think that I think that a lot of the time mm, okay, so maybe 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 yes and no because I think sure. that my dysphoria is increased based on the way that other people perceive me or talk about me like totally. it's super dysphoric to have people address me by um like uh like man and woman words like you know yeah. pronouns and, and words that are associated with those things um but it was also but again it you can't because there's no such thing as a trans Ooh. person in a vacuum which is a great Halloween costume, by the way. Um, I will be doing that. Yeah. Because space I, trans. I love it. I love. I love the idea of being a space trans. Um, I don't think that that makes it any less real or experienced, regardless of what conclusion I come to at the end of this thought. But it, there's just something that feels so um, inherently like. So, uh, I don't think I would have transitioned medically or socially or in any way did had I not felt that at like my my soul level there was something that needed to be done like I think that um everyone experiences transitions or like different forms of death throughout our life mm-hmm. and I think that I think that we as human beings have to experience those those changes like i feel like there's there's ways that we as individuals um grow in this world and are kind of like i don't necessarily know if i think that we're predestined to grow in certain ways or like what but i definitely think that there are ways that uh certain types of change or death um are are necessary and based on my experiences i think that i have always been trans and that's just the thing that i had to do sure like that's just the thing that i had to do and the person that i had to be i wasn't always going to happen in this specific way but i think i'm I'm glad that it did Mm -hmm. like if i could choose i would not choose to be cis oh yeah totally um because and just like how if I had to choose like between being queer or straight I would never choose to be oh my god that, no are you kidding that me sucks. Um, that sucks I don't want to do that um, like which is not to say that like being trans is cool or easy but I it's think it, I mean I think me. it's cool it's not easy I mean necessarily seen is cool yeah I sure. think it's cool obviously I think trans people are the coolest but like it, that's a really that's a really hard question because it feels like it feels like saying that gender dysphoria wouldn't exist outside of like i think that even in queer utopia some people would choose to uh like socially or medically or any sort of transition i think that in in queer utopia right somebody might like, you know, when kids are born, they would get to choose their own gender whenever they turned the age where they wanted to decide that thing. Yeah. Um, but I think that maybe, like, I when I was six, I would have been, like, uh, a small butch baseball boy. But then when I was 12, 
something opened up inside me, and I was like, I'm a video game lesbian now, and I use, <laughs> like, different pronouns. Like, I think that even in the idealized world that we were kind of talking about, people would still transition. It wouldn't be as big of a deal. Right, like it wouldn't be a whole kit and caboodle song no. and dance. But I think that people still would. No, I don't, I don't know that I disagree. I mm, maybe what I meant by that is like... I mean, society I makes think, gender dysphoria worse. Yeah, maybe there's, to me, and I don't know that this is like accurate, but there's maybe a difference between dysphoria and just like the urge to yes be different 100 not like every dysphoria, trans person experiences yeah, dysphoria like for me not like, experiencing dysphoria does not make you less trans yeah for me dysphoria feels like inherently externally created because to me dysphoria includes the implication of like the negative feelings of it if people experience that um the, the like discomfort itchy skin feelings Whereas just the urge, to, I don't feel like that like incredible discomfort would necessarily exist without, it would just be like, it's like when you're sitting away and you're like, this isn't the way I want to be sitting. And then you just adjust. Like it would be that kind of thing, I guess. I don't necessarily know if I agree. I don't necessarily on, know if I agree either. Based but. on my own experiences with dysphoria, the way that it feels to exist in a body that wants to medically transition is hard to explain um like to somebody who to my knowledge like does not want mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. um as of now it, it just and i again because of the fact that there's no such thing as that vacuum like i don't know how how easily this can this can be like said but i genuinely think that um the way that my body was like physically or even biologically like before uh i started taking testosterone was um unpleasant to be in regardless of the way that i was seen by society like it was unpleasant to be called a woman by everyone it's also unpleasant now to be called a man by everyone. I don't really, um, I mean, I do care about that, but it's just like it just switched which wrong gender yeah. I was yeah, assigned. But everything about me feels different. Like I, like I was saying last time, like I'm a totally different person, um, but it just feels so much better to be in my brain. Like sure. I don't need antidepressants. Well, I guess that's like, what I'm saying is like it, I'm not saying that that discomfort wouldn't be there. Maybe I just agree with you that that discomfort would be there, but it wouldn't be this like it would visceral. Be, I think it still would be very, discomfort. Well, I think it would be visceral by nature of being in body. Yeah, like, like the the definition of like visceral being a body reaction to a thing. Um, but I don't think it would be. I mean, it obviously wouldn't be reactionary. I'm not saying it's reactionary, but like yeah. it it wouldn't be made worse by what's no, around it you. It's, I guess that's what I was talking about, like the analogy of like if you're sitting in a chair one way too long and you're like, this is pretty uncomfortable now. I really need to move, and like your leg is kind of asleep and it sucks. Like it would be. It's just I would like a stronger that analogy. Of, that's just what came out. I mean, I know sure. it's it's stronger than that, but yeah. like in a, in really simplistic terms. Sure. Okay. Um. I I definitely agree that a lot of my personal dysphoria would be alleviated now from society like not being just leaving weird, you the fuck along just leaving me alone but hey before hey I everyone listen just leave trans people alone. leave people the fuck alone but before i met mind your own goddamn business i would definitely say that like medically transitioning 
was an incredibly necessary and important part of alleviating dysphoria. Oh, like, totally. I mean, I yeah, it's it's it, it's hard to explain the way that it that it feels. No, I mean, I I see the like change in you. Like, I know. You know, I've known you for quite a while. What? Uh, what? Um, and I think it's that way with all gender and like assessing gender and like assessing like queerness. Like I just people. You know, even though you might start to experience discrimination or what have you, like in general, I think people get, people, their energies change when they're more comfortable in themselves. Like, No, I totally agree. For me, taking antidepressants and like feeling more in control of my own brain and own body mm-hmm. has been like a huge shift in my energy Sorry. and way that I interact with the world or like, um, you know, Addie's always going to be, <laughs> Addie's always Addie and she will always be Addie. Um, and that wasn't like a negative thing. It's just she's a very solid person. Uh, but I definitely like there's like an, a comfort in energy shift uh, as like Addie recently came out. Um, hi, Addie. Um, hi, Charles. And uh, yeah, I don't know. That was just uh, a recent, recent example of a person, of a couple people. Help me. <laughs> okay, I'll keep talking about the game. I have more to say. Okay. Um, so with your sim, you also select traits. We're at like 55 minutes, by the way. That you, thank you. That your sim has. Um, I don't know how we got that far. Uh, remember, we took a pretty long break. Uh, it was like maybe five minutes. It was. It felt like forever. You, um, Your sim, regardless of gender, whether it be male, female, or custom, which are the... Uh, which, again, I would describe my gender as custom. Yes. Um, so... You, your sim, regardless of gender, can be a bro, custom, which I find fascinating. Custom gender job has got flames on the side. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty tight. Um, But yeah, you're just, you can be a bro. I just like that you can be a bro regardless of gender. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting the way that at least the sims have separated the concept of bro, which is kind oh, of we, a lot yeah. of masculine things from But we gender. both know bro lesbians. No, I know a lot of bro lesbians. Mm-hmm. Like, I lived with one for a couple years. Yeah. Um, but you, that's a very different situation. What? That uh, living with a bro lesbian? No, Ty is a trans man. I know he was identifying as a lesbian. At yeah, time. fair. I mean, here you can also be um, family oriented, or you can hate children in The Sims. In The Sims, hot um, shit. I mean, it's I hate children. You can in real be life. non-committal too. I know this. I'm just saying in The Sims, like there's, it's. It's interesting that these things that are associated with, like, um, kind of performing gender and Uh sexuality, which are tied together, like, if you're being a woman correctly, you are also being heterosexual, and if you're being a man correctly, you're also being heterosexual, according to society, not according to me, um, that you're, like, family-oriented. It just sounds like in The Sims 4, you just, it's just a more complex and accurate way to be a human. Like, it just sounds like there's more nuanced characteristics, and this is part of gender, certainly, that there's just more nuanced characteristics of how, like, people are. I don't know if like, I'd call it nuanced, but I would say there's more options. More nuanced. I'm not saying sure. it's completely nuanced, but, like, the notion that it's not just, like, do you like to bike, and what color is your hair, which I is mean, how The Sims originally was. It's, yeah. like, it's, it's like, than do you like kids? Do you pee standing up? It's like, it's it's obviously not like there, but it is much more human, and it I seems like. What's interesting about The Sims is it also falls into a fable-esque trap of having most, I, I believe every like NPC um, be pansexual effectively with this, like, The Sims 
You can romance you can anybody. You can romance anybody. Um, there's still jealousy and monogamy in The Sims. Uh, I'm exploring the limits of that right now in my current in my current game. Um, but there's there's still like all every every single Sim is up for grabs as long as they're like of age. It's um it's weird because I believe in previous uh, Sims games there were assigned sexualities. I don't think that's true, but I never experimented with it in the part of my life when I was playing The Sims and no longer have any interest at all in playing The Sims. But I, I was playing The Sims before, like, I knew being gay was a thing you could be, so. Yeah. I mean. I thought you could almost always romance whomever, whomstever, I mean, and that's part of what made it sort of ahead yes, of its time in certain ways. Um, what's, what's interesting is Sims, I don't know about The Sims 4, but Sims in other games would never automatically want to be with another Sim of the same sex to them. Right, like you could romance somebody else, but somebody else wouldn't romance you? Yes. So basically, unless the player had a hand in making queer Sims, there wouldn't be queer Sims right. in the I game. Right, I think that is true. That is true. I know that's why that's why I'm saying it definitively. I said say, I don't know about the Sims You say a lot of things 4. definitively that are not true. Though, I know. I don't know about the Sims Four. <laughs> the boy who cried. Cried. I'm the boy. You're who just cried. the boy who cries <laughs> I cry a lot. A lot. Um, but like, in in the Sims, there are in in the Sims series, there is a history of not purposefully a, like fostering queerness so it's in partially the Sims, because of mm, uh esrb ratings yeah well that makes sense in uh i mean esrb ratings don't make sense but like no. it makes sense that that happens because of that um, yes. that's something that we should do a whole episode on is do some yes. research into like esrb ratings and how that came from like the comics code and the whole history of that and yeah how wonder woman changed everything wonder woman did change um, we also um, need to watch Professor Marston in the yes, Wonder Woman. Yes, we do. Uh, but anyway, the other the other interesting thing about The Sims 4 is that now, for the first time, every single uh, clothing option and hairstyle and makeup and uh, tone of voice and, like, gait is available to Sims of all genders. Um, and will other Sims, regardless of gender, like, ambiently romance you? Like, will they attempt to initiate romance with you regardless of your gender? I actually don't know the answer to that, and that's okay. what I'm trying to test right now because it's easy to, like, cl claim that, and I, uh -huh. I don't think they're necessarily claiming that yet. But your sim will not be treated differently for being trans, um, or at least being what you can play as trans, uh -huh. because in The Sims, I don't really think they're... Hot take. In The Sims, I don't think there's a concept of trans or cis. Oh, no, yeah, I think... Um, the Sims is a bizarre. It's a bizarre alternative reality. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, like, if you are purposefully playing as a Sim that is intended to be read by the player as trans, like I am, I'm playing as a Sim that has a quote unquote feminine frame but prefers masculine clothing, cannot either get pregnant or get others pregnant, and can pee standing up. Um, who I am interpreting to be a uh, queer trans man, which is a choice I made. But, like, no other sim is treating him any differently as yeah. a result of that, which That's is cool. cool. Like, it's not... It would be really odd to have... Um, 
discrimination coded into a game where they made this custom gender option. Yeah. Well, they've, they've never really had discrimination coded into the game before. Now, in a lot of games, there is actually discrimination coded in wherein if you choose a character of a particular gender and you somehow have that character of a gender wear another gender's clothing, then uh, the other characters in the game will respond to you. Like, for example, in Fable, if your hero was a man and was and put on an article of, like, women's clothing, then certain other characters in the game would find your character more attractive or they would find them repulsive and they mm-hmm. would say things like, yeah, that's totally. a woman's outfit or that's a woman's yeah. dress. Well, I'm just saying in The Sims, I don't know that that's happened. In The Sims, it was impossible before this point to, to wear To do that, yeah. Unless you had a cheat, and mm-hmm. then if you had a cheat, like, Sims wouldn't yeah, respond exactly. to you differently because you broke the it's, game. It's a fascinating game that reflects a lot of our uh, social norms in really interesting ways. Because the previous ways that queerness was like allowed but not fostered in The Sims is fascinating to me. Because it's, it's very similar to the way that we see queerness in society. Like, we see queerness as not something that like happens naturally. We see it as a really intentional choice by a person. Mm-hmm. But it's evolving more that we're evolving. Like, it's changing more in that we're seeing uh, sexuality as being something that you are born with, like, inherently, which I personally disagree with. Mm-hmm. Um, like, in, I disagree with that in some, some ways. I agree with it in others. But, like, the way that The Sims is reflecting our social changes is fascinating. That is fascinating. So I'm super curious what new additions to The Sims will look like. Mm-hmm. Um if there will be, like, uh, sexuality, like, cultural-based extensions to this. Because there are currently, like, nightclubs in The Sims. They're all very heterosexual nightclubs. Like, it's just interesting mm-hmm. what yeah, is Yeah, well, there'll what be a Sims normal. gay club. Yeah, because, like, The Sims is supposed to be a reflection of a society, right? Right. To an extent. Uh. Um, and it's just interesting what they're choosing to reflect. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that feels like a good place to wrap up. I'd say. Um, we are on all listenable podcast platforms now. We're on Spotify. I don't know if we're on Audible, my dude. They don't have podcasts on Audible, do they? I think they do. I think they just have books. Right. Because podcasts advertise for Audible. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Audible is just books because you can get podcasts. Because you have to pay for Audible and podcasts are free. That's a lot of podcasts. Stitcher. Stitcher is what you have to pay for for podcasts. That's the one. Oh, yeah. Which, why would you? Yeah, should um, We're not on Stitcher because fuck that. Uh, we want our podcast to be accessible, but we're on Spotify. Uh-huh. We're on... You can listen to podcasts on Audible. Okay. Sorry. Uh, we're on all the normal ways that people listen to podcasts. Uh-huh. We're on those. So we're on Spotify. <laughs> we're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on something called Castform. Is that it? Aaron texted us about it. Yeah, I don't remember. But we're on pretty much everything. We're on pretty much um, everything. You can stream us directly through the website at stickpokeprod.com slash if it's gay we play. You can also listen to the other shows on the network like Grandma's House and Encyclopedia, which are about how people become the way that they mm-hmm. are and what makes people tick. Um, and... You can find us on social media yeah. at uh, Gay Gamers on Facebook, Instagram, G-A-Y-G-A-M-E-R-Z. and G-A-Y-G-A-M-E-R-Z. Game, gay Gamers with gay a gamers Z. Gay Gamers with a Z. Um, Pi, uh, you said Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yes, I did. Yep. Uh, you can email us 
at if it's gay we play at gmail.com um suggestions comments just a friendly hello we love it uh i check yeah. the email box every day if you have anything to add to this conversation or disagree or agree very strongly to the point where you have to tell us please let us know because the yeah. thing about gender and sexuality is that it's an ongoing community-based conversation mm-hmm. there is no authority on your experience besides oh, yeah. you yeah totally and so as long as yeah, yeah as long as your experience isn't like hurting anyone else then it's a valid experience so if the things that we're saying piss you off or excite us. you yeah i really want to talk to you about it because this is like my favorite thing to talk about mm-hmm. it is their favorite thing to talk about they yeah. look like they're gonna cry yeah the well, boy who also, cried listen it's beautiful um so we love and we you. have these beautiful like ambient oh. oral sounds yeah that are the rain the patter of rain the, the rain has sounded very nice in the background it so has. you're welcome for this holy shit well we hope to see you next week when we haven't been killed by lightning yeah um keep being gay keep fuck keep playing gay keep being games and fuck shit up goodbye goodbye goodbye